Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Thursday, the 23rd of June. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, of course, you can read the briefing in full on our marcustoday.com.au website. And you can also sign up for a two-week free trial there. What better way to finish the financial year than a Marcus Today subscription for you or your young one? And don't forget, price rises are happening in July. So lock in your rate now. All right, well, we had another higgledy-piggledy night in the US markets with all eyes on Jerome Powell as he ascended the hill and was talking the Humphrey Hawkins testimony in front of the Senate committee, coming in for a bit of a grilling, it must be said, and uh, certainly some mayor culpers from the Fed chief Jerome Powell last night. But the market was a little bit volatile on the back of it. To put some context around it, the Dow Jones finished down 47 points or 0.15%. It had a high of up 248 and a low of down 364. That's nearly a quiet night in the US with only a 600-odd point uh, trading range. We're used to far more than that. I'm not sure what they're playing at. NASDAQ, though, was down 16 points or 0.15% at 11,053. And the S&P 500 was down 5 points or 0.13%. No middle for diddle, actually, uh, slightly better than the other two indices. 37.60 for the S&P 500, with that VIX volatility index coming back 28.95. Now was down 4.1%. So some good news there in terms of uh, that volatility coming out of the market. All this has given us a rise on the SPY futures of 23 points uh, to 64.12, but it will be, I suspect, a somewhat insipid kind of day again, uh, with all eyes really uh, on that um, testimony from Jerome Powell. Not really much to go on on the local front either in terms of news flow today. So we are likely to drift around pretty much as we did yesterday. All eyes will be on US futures and see if that gives us some kind of lead. But as we approach the end of the financial year, There will be more index rebalancing and positioning and tax loss selling, and we could once again see that buyer strike continue that we have seen. In terms of the US market, it was very much on the defensive. Uh, Jerome Powell said the central bank could potentially lift its key interest rate by 100 basis points, that's 1% in old money, at any upcoming meeting, at any upcoming meeting, if its efforts to tame rampant inflation were not successful. Now, city economists have estimated the probability of a global recession nearing 50% as the central banks get more aggressive. And San Francisco Fed letter estimated supply issues account for about half the surge in US inflation. And former New York Fed boss Bill Dudley said a recession is inevitable within the next 12 to 18 months. It's interesting that some believe that the market can only rally once we do get a recession. So the sooner we get a recession, the sooner the market will rally. So a lot of people talking the market down and into that recession in order to get the market to rally. So that's interesting. But while we're talking uh, in terms of uh, inflation and the recession risk, Canada 
They had their inflation numbers last night surge to the highest in May since 1983. Those were the days. Their annual inflation rose to 7.7% last month, up from 6.8% in April. And spare a thought from the UK as well, which not only has to contend with train strikes, they've now got an outbreak of polio virus they found in uh, one part of the uh, country. And the UK headline consumer inflation hit a 40-year high of 9.1% in May. The core increase, though, was a touch softer than expected. So some good news there, that's for sure. And over in the US, Joe Biden has called on Congress to pass a gas tax holiday. Now, the prospect seems to be low of getting it actually through uh, the lawmakers, so uh, that's not looking that likely. In other headlines today, oil has dropped. Those recession fears starting to hurt the oil market, finally. And something that I've talked about in the newsletter, waking up one day and finding the oil price down 10%. Well, it is falling, maybe not 10% in one day, but it has fallen back from $120, trading last night at 111.74. So we are seeing that oil price drop. And the latest poll shows the Fed to lift rates by 75 basis points in July, 50 basis points in September. And the International Energy Authority has warned Europe to prepare for a total shutdown of Russian gas exports, with the German government preparing to declare a national gas emergency plan on alert within the next few days. So that is an interesting there. In terms of uh, commodities last night, let's go through the commodities. We had the oil price down 2.54% in Brent crude terms, 111.74. Oil WTI was down 3%, uh, $3.33 to 10619. This is good because we are seeing potentially a peak in those oil prices and potentially maybe even a peak in those inflation numbers. In terms of LME pricing last night, copper was down 2.8%. Nickel had a nasty fall down 5.9%. Aluminium down nearly 2%. Zinc down 0.8%. Lead down 2.2%. And tin down ton down 6.1%. Iron ore also under the cosh with that price down 1.5% to 127.02. And the coal price easing slightly back as well. In mining stocks overseas, we saw BHP down 3.66%, Rio down 4.1% in ADR terms, and other mining stocks, Freeport McMoran down 8%, Alcoa down 2.4%, Tech down 7.4%, Anglo down 5%, Glencore down 7%, Vale down 1.6%, Arbomile, which is a lithium, uh, was unchanged on the day. So uh, not such good news in resources and probably continuing to see that weakness in our resource market continue. In other U.S. stocks, that tech sector last night, the Nasdaq was down only 16 points or 0.15%. We didn't see too much movement there. Apple was down 0.4%. Google unchanged. Microsoft down 0.2%. Amazon up 0.2%. Tesla down 0.4%. Calm and quiet in the U.S. markets. Netflix up 4.7%. Though US banks not doing too much either. Citigroup down 1.6%. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, up 0.2 of a percent there. Bitcoin struggling around 20,000 at the moment. In European markets, we also saw uh, a little bit of movement there. 
we had the stocks 50 down at 0.8, FTSE down 0.9, CACs down 0.8, and the DAX down 1.1%. Looking at our local markets today, there's not an awful lot to go on, as they say, in our market. No really good announcements and nothing really in the paper today. Although the government looks to be moving to accept that wage rises should be below the rate of inflation to ensure that inflation does not become entrenched, which is very much the Governor Phil Lowe's view. Uh, But the government obviously has been pushing and has succeeded in getting the minimum wage increase at 5.2%, but uh, they're now walking back their commitments to raise workers' wages across the board by the rate of inflation Otherwise, we will see that inflation become entrenched. In other news, global steel production continued to pick up in May. It's led by higher output in India and China, which more than offset the ongoing decline in European production. And Bowen Coal has warned of the now record high royalties in Queensland for coal miners. It says it may be harder to secure investment in the future. We also have Leo Lithium listing today. LLL is the stock code. 11 a.m. is kickoff for them. They raised $100 million at 70 cents, and it will be interesting to see how that one is received. It was highly anticipated, and this is the spin-off from Firefinch, which is in Africa. They spun off their African lithium business. In broker moves today, Baron Joey has upgraded REA Group and downgraded car sales. West Farmers has been upgraded to a positive from neutral at Evans and Partners, or EMP as it's now called. And Link Administration has been upgraded to overweight from equal weight at Morgan Stanley. They've decreased the target, however, to $4.40 from $5.50, and citing a 24% upside there for Link Administration. Not really too much other news in our market today, but as I say, we have the SPY up 23 but it will be a day much like yesterday, I suspect, and we will see the continued pressure on those resource stocks. Lithium stocks yesterday, some of them got absolutely walloped, uh, very much buyer's strike, very much people just stepping back from buying them completely and watching them fall. Uh, that has certainly been a factor in this current route in the market. We have seen volumes dry up. That has been especially the case in the US, where it has been low-volume days, even with rises, and especially on falls. So no sign of that really big high-volume capitulation on any of the markets at the moment. And certainly it is more a case of people stepping aside and heading to the sidelines. And it's amazing the number of talking heads and expert analysts out there that are saying it's too hard at the moment and we are happy to sit and wait. And that is certainly the prevalent feeling in the market, certainly something that we have been pushing for some time, that there is no hurry to buy this market. And that is certainly the way of things at the moment. Question of the day today, should the Fed go really hard and get it over with? Should we just go hard early with a 1% in July and a half percent maybe in September and get those rates up to more normalized levels as they were pre-COVID and try and get this uh, inflation under control, go hard or go home? Is that the answer? Is that the answer for the RBA as well? Rather than fiddling around, should we just go hard early? Well, that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. If you're uh, interested in another podcast in our series, you can head to 
the Marcus Today website, of course, and you can look under podcasts where we have the Marcus Strategy podcast, which is our fly-on-the-wall morning meeting. There's the On The Desk podcast where the team in Melbourne discuss things financial, and my On The Couch podcast where I talk to uh, market leaders, CEOs, and fund managers when I can get hold of them for an informal chat on the couch. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening, and may the trading gods be with you.